Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So you've got me for the day, evening, morning, afternoon, any other times of the day. It's just me talking nonsense. There is the running, the running's back. And you might want to run away from this podcast. What I can tell you is it's only a little bit. Not not like that other one that we don't talk about. Uh, mental health. Mental health is here. There's games, movies and TV if that's not what you're after. So, you know, a little bit of something for everyone. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe, comment. Leave reviews. Apparently reviews are where, where the magic is. The magic thing that gets the podcast more more listeners more viewers and all the good stuff that podcasts need so if you could leave a review five stars that'd be great anyway let's get started here we go this is cookie cast the darkest timeline Hi, how are you doing? Are you alright? Starting way, way, way too late today. But there's a reason. <coughs> that reason will be explained. Um, largely to do with uh, being, being lazy. Which then means that not being lazy. Hard to explain. Well, I'll get to it. It's fine. It's fine. It'll all come out in the wash. Did uh, did you enjoy last week's conversation about running and almost nothing else? Do you want to guess what the first thing on this week's list is? That's right. It's running. So, um, I've been trying a new running style. I don't know if I've already mentioned this. Might have already mentioned this. There was the left leg thing. Um, so I've after just a brief recap. After having the 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 fall, the trip, whatever whatever we're calling it. After that incident, there was um, this weird realization that there was a possibility that I wasn't engaging my left leg properly, wasn't using my left leg properly, however you want to slice it. Um, and then I tried using my left leg more, discovered that there was like some kind of power involved coming from the left leg, which was interesting, um, so on and so forth. Um, so I've been trying to incorporate various different things in uh, what I'm referring to as a new running style. So, um, pros and cons. Um, I think it's probably good to be using, you know, both legs. Um, I understand that it's a strange concept not using one of your two legs to run. Um, it, it's obviously strange to me because I wasn't really doing it. Um, so, Trying to pick the feet up more. Trying to make sure I'm engaging the left leg. Um, 
Ups and downs, really. Ups and downs, pros and cons. Um, in every part of my brain, my brain says, surely going to be harder. It's surely going to make everything harder. Going to be more tired. You're using more energy. You're going to be like getting gassed a lot quicker, burn through all of your energy reserves, all this sort of stuff. So then it would stand to reason that it would be a weird thing if then you're like, why does it seem easier? Why does it seem like less effort? Is that even a thing? Is that even possible? Is it purely from like spreading the load, I guess? Is it like sharing the output 50-50 means that there's more there to give, more energy? I don't know. That's just (coughs) something that um, I've wondered about. Um... There's been there's been points where I've been doing this this running this new running style where I found I can go faster with less energy. I found like it's almost like I'm like, oh if I run normally, I'm dragging my feet, I'm dragging my ass, I'm just dragging along, just like uh god, uh uh But if I try engage both legs, pick up the feet, really pretend to be an actual runner it's like, oh, I can go a little bit quicker. Oh, it feels a little bit easier, so I can put a little bit more effort in and a bit more energy. And it it's so weird. Weirdest thing is, it takes me about three miles at this point to actually get it all engaged, to get it all in the right place, which does mean that the first three miles of a run are the absolute worst. Um... Years ago, I used to say, oh, that first mile is awful. And then once you get through that first mile, you settle into your stride, you settle into your pace, settle into your speed. And you just steady away at that point. It's all dialed in. Unfortunately, now, I don't know whether it's an age thing or, or what, but it is a, the first three miles are, oh, God, I don't want to do this. Oh, man, I don't want to, oh, God, oh, dragging, dragging, dragging. Then after three miles, you're like, yeah, okay, we're there, we're getting it, we're getting into the stride, everything's fine. Um, couple of issues though, a couple of cons, and they are very much a, oh, you know, is it worth it? So, something that I have noticed a lot is, I'm obviously engaging my legs more, which means I'm engaging my muscles more. Yes, I did use the word muscles. The pain I feel. The pain after a long run. The muscle ache. The not being able to walk up and down stairs. It's it's really bad. Um, as a rule, I don't take painkillers. But recently... There have been times where I've considered taking painkillers just to get through the evening because of how much pain I'm in. Um, Another thing, 
another con maybe I don't know how I feel about it um, heavy breathing increased breathing heavier breathing um, not not necessarily to the point where you're like oh I'm going to have to stop I need to catch my breath it's not like that it's just more breathing if that makes any kind of sense it's like it's not it's not labored it's just more i don't know um so plus side it's it's interesting it's something new to try it's something to investigate something to um trial and error and all this sort of stuff um i'll come to the other side of it in a bit uh yeah yeah there is another side to it um oh actually <laughs> i thought it was a lot later it's actually the next thing on my list so i had a conversation this evening um where i was saying like i've been talking about recently that i've got this this small issue at the moment where um a, a, a quite a large part of my mind quite a large part of my brain is telling me that i am a little bit depressed at the moment um sorry if you can hear me drinking from a can um the whole reason for it one that i don't need to go into um so there's this thing going on, and I'm 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 a little bit depressed, um, and it's having this knock-on effect. Some of them I'll go into. Um, so then I've had the the other part of my mind that's going, "Hey, everything's fine. It's not bad. It's not the end of the world. You don't need to worry. Let's just get on with things." I think I went through this last week, um, and if I'm honest. I I often expect depression to pass. Oh, I feel depressed today. Maybe I won't tomorrow. Oh, I've been feeling depressed this week. Maybe I'll feel fine next week. That kind of thing. When it goes on for a few weeks, it's then a kind of... um, What's going on? And that's when you have to start looking at it digging down deep down into what the actual reason is so i've then had to address well hey you know we're two three four weeks into this feeling what is this what's going on why has this happened and there was you know the depression the natural depression around breaking my arm um there's i think i might have mentioned it last week i don't know um there's I've got all these things going on with each of my children. Like, each one of my children, I've got this thing with each of them at the moment where I'm like, well, you know, the question of, is it a problem? Is this a problem? Is that a problem? Is there, do I need to do something? Do I need to step in? Do I need to, you know, the, those sorts of things. Obviously, one of them, you know... They, they vary in degrees, usually dependent on ages. 
one of them, you know, because he squeals a lot, that kind of thing, you know, long story, much longer than I've got time to go into right now. So, the question is, why am I depressed? So, I realised that something that was depressing me is um, I've stopped getting up early. Stopped getting up early, and it's, honestly, it's ruining my day, because every minute of my day from the point where I don't get out of bed and I don't go out of the door and I don't go and run every minute of my day from that point on is me going oh for flippity doodah's sake why didn't I just get up this morning and go and run because the rest of the day would be so much easier spoilers I know that if I wasn't as depressed, I'd probably have an easier time of getting out of bed. I get it. The part of me that gets back into bed at half five in the morning, when I am completely, fully, 100% awake and ready to start the day, the part of me that gets back into bed at that point is the part of me that's depressed. I know that. I get it. And I know that there's that's not the only reason, and this is the other thing. So we've got that going on. The day's ruined before it's even started. And coming back to this, something I've realised recently, something I've missed through my entire life, something I've missed all this time, is apparently I was designed to get up early. Who knew that? Apparently, at half five in the morning, I am ready to go. Obviously not ready enough to stay out of bed and go run. But that's a different issue. Anyway. So I've taken the not getting up and I've put that over in like a little silo. Do we call it? Do we use that silo? And I've got these things going on with my children. Um, something that I'll come to in a bit. I know I keep saying that. It's not great. Anyway, it's how it's how my mind is at the moment. Something I'll come to in a bit, <clears throat> but I want to get out of the way early. I'm a person that gets... That, that gets excited, that likes being excited. I like things to look forward to. And my life is a lot around... Even something small is something you can look forward to. At this point in time, I've got stuff in my life that I'm looking forward to. I've got... Um, there's like... It might sound silly to some people, but... There's a, there's a stand-up special coming out in eight days. I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited for that. When I think about it, I get a little, ooh, that's exciting. Um, I've got a birthday to celebrate this month. Ooh, that's exciting. Birthday party. Not for me. Just something that's going on. Ooh, that's exciting. Things like that. That is me. That is my life. I like 
even just small things to be excited about. Honestly, Amazon had made a lot of money out of that. Let's put it that way. Um, one of the things I get excited about is spending time with my children. My day often starts with, oh my word, what day is it today? Is it the weekend? Can we go and have fun yet? Can we do this? Can we do that? Is it, I have to assess which day it is. No, it's not today. Okay, well, let's just get on with the day. Oh, but it's nearly the weekend. That is my life. What's then <sighs> impacting on that is when I finally get to the weekend, I finally get the opportunity to spend time with my children, and it's not not all it's cracked up to be. And I don't know if you can imagine, if you can put yourself in that position, or if you experience something similar, where when you've been so excited about something, when you've been so looking forward to something, when you've been so, <clears throat> when you've been planning and, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do the other, and it's going to be great. And then it isn't. It's soul-crushing. It really is. It's like a kick in the nuts of your soul. So I've got that going on at the moment. And I need to pick that up and put that in its, in another little silo. So that's two things. Um, something that I'm, unfortunately, fortunately, whatever. Something that I will have to put in with very little detail is I'm very depressed about work. Um, the shortest version is the work is depressing me right now. Part of me has been trying to work out how long that's been for. And another part of me is trying to work out how long that's going to go on for. And I'm afraid that the answer to both of those questions are the same answer. Um, so that's got its own little silo. It's a silly, silly, silly thing, but it is a thing. I can't work out at the moment. I think we can all agree that that is, is a reasonable thing to say. I'm unhappy or I'm sad or maybe even a little depressed. That can't work out at the moment. So I've got that. So you take all these tiny little things and you put them all together. And those things do then go into adding up to being in this state of, well, if it's not this, it's that. And if it's not that, then it's something else. And if it's not something else, it's the other. So pretty much all the time, there's these tiny little bits of kicking me in the spiritual gonads. And me going, yeah, but it's fine. And I don't know if the yeah, but it's fine is making it worse. Honestly, I'm hoping it's going to pass. Honestly, I'm hoping that something's going to going to snap or break or those probably aren't the best words right now. I'm hoping that something's going to give. Like, <clears throat> like every day I say tomorrow, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to get out of the door. I'm going to get the run done. I'm going to get back. I'm going to get the dog out. And by the time I get back and get ready to start work, 
I'll be in a better place mentally and the day will go smooth, swimmingly. And, I'll, and that'll be that. I'll have broken the back of it and we'll be done with this. <coughs> and every day, recently, that's not been the case. So, in the words of the Littlest Hobo theme song, maybe tomorrow. <sighs> so, one of those weird things. Um, and again, this probably should have its own little silo. Falling off the wagon a little bit. Not that wagon. The other wagon. Um, eating's got eating's got out of hand. Last week was really bad. So you know this falls into the. It should have its own silo for de, for the depression. You can see you see I'm building a picture here. It's a real pretty picture, isn't it? The eating went real real wrong real early last week. It was a mess from the very start. Um, I think it was one of those where I weighed myself and I'd lost weight, which I'm starting to realise is never or not always the best combination. So it's a bit of one of those where it's like, oh, well, you know, I can eat this and I can eat that and I can eat the other. And then the quality of what I'm eating is going down and down and down. And then I realised that it had all gone wrong Wednesday. And then Thursday, it went real wrong. And the wheels just fell off the bus by that point. And I was like, this has got out of control. So between Thursday, I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Basically fasted those three days. Fasted all day and just had something to eat in the evening. Just try and get some sort of normality back. Um, obviously, come to step on the scales today. Expecting, mm, you know, bad at the start of the week, better at the back end of the week. A few days of fasting is probably going to do some good. Step on the scales, look at the number and go, that's interesting. Because I'd lost weight. So I went to write it down. And I was like okay let's have a look. So ironically. Barring the week before I broke my arm. I am one of the lowest weights. I've weighed this year. And I went. Well that's interesting. So I gleefully. Go running off. And I said to Leanne. I'm like hey guess what. I weigh. One of the lowest weights I've weighed this year, which is also one of the lowest weights I will have weighed in many years. What do you think to that? That's amazing, isn't it? And her response, now, I'm sure some of you already know the response because I've said this before. Her response was, yeah, it's probably muscle. I'm like, eh? Well, yeah, you've probably lost muscle mass, muscle definition, uh, muscle in your arm, muscle in your chest. Probably some muscle in your legs. Oh, oh yeah, I keep forgetting about that. Probably put that in its own little silo, shall we? 
Sorry, I'm drinking from a can. I know it's terrible, but I definitely didn't want to pour this in a glass. Right there, it's finished. It's finished. So, have I got a doozy for you? It's a really long story, which I'm sure you'd be pleased to hear about. Um, oh, where do I even start with this one? So, um, I wanted to buy a book. This is something that I do regularly. A little too regularly for my bank account, a little too regularly for my ever-growing backlog of Kindle books. But it is something I do regularly. There was a problem. The problem is that the book was way, way outside the realms of what I would be prepared to pay for a Kindle book. If you want £7 for a Kindle book... You are shit out of luck. Unless it's the day it was released. It's book 10 of 10. And I've just read all nine of them. Like up to a week ago. (coughs) Then there is a possibility you'll get seven quid out of me. But if I'm honest. I've got that many books to read. I'd probably just wait. And frequently do. However, I've been waiting on this book. To come down in price for ages and guess what it's not seven quid so i wait and i wait and i wait and i wait and then i have a realization the realization is do you know something i don't think this book's coming down in price there's another problem something i've been doing recently for a certain selection of books and this is Not the best, I appreciate. So what I've been doing recently is buying a book on the Kindle. And at the same time, buying the audiobook of the same book. Now I know what you're thinking. Why would you do that? There's a method in the madness. Number one, you can't listen to the audiobook of the book until you've read the book little bit of an incentive there these are my rules these aren't kindle audible amazon's rules these are my rules you can't listen to the audiobook until you've read the book it's an incentive to make you read the book number two here's the crazy bit brace yourself ah you know when you know you're about to sound really crazy here we go When I run, I listen to podcasts. I know some people can, some people can't. It's my um, choice, my method of choice, whatever. But that's what I do. When I run, I listen to podcasts. I put a four-hour podcast on recently to listen to. It took me a week. So, that's what I do when I run. When I walk the dog, I listen to audiobooks. And if I'm honest, I only owned, up until recently, three audiobooks. Two of them I got for free when I did some kind of audible trial thing. One of them I paid for. So I didn't think that was too bad. But I did only have three. That was fine, because I only needed three. Because I listened to two of them pretty much on repeat. I listened to one, then I listened to the other, then I listened to one, then I listened to the other. 
no matter how good a book is, no matter how invested you are or how much you're into that subject or whatever, listening to the same two books pretty much over and over again, and then going, do you know what, I've listened to these books over and over again, so I'm going to have to listen to the third book. So you do that, but you get through it in a few days. You're like, oh man, I'm back here. Right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy that book. I'm going to buy the Audible version, which now puts us in the £20 region. That way, I'm doubly, triply, whatever, spurred on to read this book. Now, bear in mind, I don't need any inspiration to read this book. This is a book I've been after for a while. And... Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It's possibly one of the most readable books. It's, <sighs> for want of a better way of putting it, I feel like it's been made for. How do I word this? How do I put it? <sighs> I think it's aimed at an audience that might be considered to be not your standard readers. Should we, should we go with that? It's broken down a lot. There's a lot of page breaks. There's a lot of pictures. Let's, let's go with that. <clears throat> One of the main subjects in this book, and this is where we get into the, the crazy stuff. The main subjects in this book is hunting. And what I mean by that is what you, th- what you think I mean by that. It's hunting. Not with a gun but with a bow and arrow. It's bow hunting. But ultimately, it is hunting. And for a 30-plus year veteran, vegetarian, that might seem like a strange subject to be reading about. Now, what I will say is that the bow hunting side of things isn't what interests me. Um, the the book is a lot about bow hunting, but it's also got like a like a, a a byproduct, and the byproduct is running and working out. That's the bit I'm interested in. But when you get a hundred pages into a three hundred page book, that for a hundred pages has been talking about hunting with a bow, with a gun, just the the, the sheer whatever of hunting it does make you a little bit curious so in the last week i have watched more hunting videos and i started watching a hunting program which admittedly i had to stop watching because as a program it was way too graphic they showed you every bit of that hunt so, honestly, even as a vegetarian, it intrigues me. It really does. I like everything right up to the point where they let that arrow fly. Everything up to that point, I am fascinated by. The the wind, the, the silence, the creeping through the grass or the... Or the um, woods or forests or whatever the the mental endurance the physical endurance the 
sitting. Uh, part of one of these programs was like, guys sitting in a tree for four hours. You'd go a bit loopy, wouldn't you? But it all fascinates me. It all fascinates me. Right up until the point that they kill an animal. And I'm like, yeah, you ruined it. But I've watched more hunting videos in the last week than I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's something different. So, meh. Like I say, I did have to bail on the program. The program was way too graphic. Like, just way too graphic for me. I was like, I didn't need to see that. And a couple of the videos I've watched, like a, bit, a couple of videos I've watched on YouTube, I'm like, that was, that was too much for me. I didn't need to see that. <sighs> Book's good, though. I'm going to say something that is not going to be a popular opinion. It's not like me. <laughs> anyway. Um, I've written it down wrong. Because I don't, I don't agree with what I've written down. However, there is some truth to it. Sunday is very quickly becoming my least favourite day. Why, I hear you ask. Because the last couple, maybe more... Sundays that I've experienced have been proper dog shit. You know those days, and I said I, I know for a fact I said this last week. You know those days where you think you should have just stayed in bed. There, are, I remember years ago people would say, "Oh, I should have stayed in bed today." When you know when you're having a bad day. I honestly think that, that there is some part of me that is cursed. I was putting something in the boot of the car yesterday. Putting something in the boot of the car. And I had, I was carrying some drinks. And I put something in the boot. And I put the drinks in the boot. And the drinks weren't quite level. So the drinks fell over and I dumped half a drink into the boot of the car. The the words, the words that I wanted to use, the, the words I wanted to scream, knowing full well that I couldn't, made it so much worse. I was just like... And then I stopped... And I was like, no, no, it still needs to come out. I was like, you So then, oh God. So then I drive. I was going to a place that was like a few minutes away. I drive, I park. Now, the way I work it is... Both cars have not only the parking sensors, not only reverse parking sensors. We've got the cameras. I try not to use the cameras because I don't. I don't want to lose the ability to look in my mirrors. So. (sighs) 
I always reverse park where possible. Always reverse park where possible. So I did a reverse park. And I've learned one of the cars you get two bit two pips. And that's that's perfectly fine. Two pips, plenty of room to get round the back of the car. If you need to be in the boot, you can be in the boot. Two pips. On the other car, it's three pips. And what's crucial about three pips is three pips is the exact amount of distance required to be able to open the automatic boot. Now, in my head, I just heard somebody listen to this and go, ooh, two cars and an automatic boot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I reverse into a space. I get my three pips. I get out of the car. I go to the back. I press the button to open the boot, and the boot opens into the wall behind the car, and I go, well, yeah, of course that's going to happen, because every single time I have reversed that car, I have reversed to three pips, and every single time I've reversed that car, the three pips is enough, but today... Having dumped a drink in the back of the car today, no, no, three pips, too many. You need two pips, sir. Honestly, by that point, I was like, you know what? You can just, you can just do one. And I came away from it going, Sunday is apparently the suckiest day of the week. What, what, what sort of a life is that where you reach a point in time where you go, Sunday sucks. <sighs> However, Sunday was the um, was the cherry on top of what was, in the end, it was a rough old weekend. Like I mentioned before, I'm going, I'm going through some stuff. Um, with each of my children. Now, I feel that it is one of those things that my nearly nine-month-old probably doesn't feature in that. However, as I said before, it doesn't mean that he gets away with it scot-free. He's got some stuff going on. <sighs> I am I am convinced that I will have no hearing left. But that's a whole other story. So, the each each of my daughters, I've got I've got something with each of my daughters at the moment, and you know when you've got that thing where you're like, I know I need to do something, I know I need to ultimately, I know I need to say something. But you can't work out if it's the right thing to do. And the last thing you want to do is make any situation worse. So, I had that whole thing, like, Saturday sucked. So then, coming into Sunday, Sunday, my eldest had a dance workshop to go to. And it was one of those where, right up until the last minute, I didn't know who was going because every two minutes, my other daughters just kept changing their minds. I'm going. I'm going. Are you going? Because I'm going. I'm not going. I'm staying here. Okay, well, I'm going. Actually, 
do you know what? I'm going to stay here. Oh, well, if you're staying here, I'm going then. That was like that for two days. And then right at the very end, everybody's going. Right, okay. Um, my daughter had a dance workshop, took her to a dance workshop, dropped her off, went to get coffee and donuts, came back, went to watch the dance performance. Honestly, was absolutely blown away by the amount that they'd learn in an hour and a half and the execution absolutely top notch um jump in the car obviously i had to move the car so we could put stuff in the boot big big thumbs up there and uh drive home and ultimately that was the weekend in the words of Hades from the film Hercules, that gets two thumbs way up. Finally, I'd like to leave you with this. But I need to put a disclaimer. What I am about to say next is not everybody's cup of tea. I am not condoning what I am about to say. What I am about to say is for me... And for me alone, I am not speaking to you. I am telling you something about me that is going on. I am not trying to offend anybody. If anybody, the person that should be offended is me. So there we go. <sighs> um, two, if not three, of my children have started fat shaming me. And I know there is a part of me, there is a part of me that kind of wants to be offended, kind of wants to be like, oh, I'm hurt, oh, oh I'm sad, oh, no. Uh, one of my daughters is doing it inadvertently, I don't. I don't think, this. I could be completely wrong, I don't think she's going out of her way to fat shame me. I don't know if she realises that she's fat shaming me. And I know for a fact that it's not 100% her own um, workings, shall we say. But, that is what she's doing. Uh, my other daughter is absolutely owning that shit. And, here's the kicker, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I absolutely love it. Here's the bit that people won't maybe like so much. I'm all about the fat shaming. Why? Why? Why would I be? Because I'm fat. And you know what makes me not want to be fat? Being told, hey, you're fat. I can point, I can tell you <coughs> every single instance where it, my, my weight has been highlighted to me by people I know. People that I either call friends or family or acquaintances or whatever. Work colleagues. And you know what? Each one of those occasions has driven me forward, has driven me on, has made me go, do you know something? 
That was a hurtful thing to say. However, they've got a point, so maybe it's time to do something about it. So, um, one of my daughters has decided to take on like a like a nickname. She's given me a nickname all off her own back, I think. I think she's come up with this on her own. And when she says it, it makes me howl with laughter. I'm just like, that is absolutely fantastic. But it is fat shaming. The other thing that she likes to do is do, she she likes to go with the, um, oh, you've got a big belly. Oh, you've got a big belly. Oh, this is a big belly. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. You are correct. However, it does make me go, maybe I should do something about it. Uh, my other daughter fat shames me by basically doing the, oh, what have you got? What have you got there? What are you eating? What have you got there? What are you eating? And I go, well, well, it, well it's this. Huh. Obviously, the translation of that is, what are you eating that you shouldn't be? And why are you eating it when you shouldn't be eating it? And I go, well, it's this. And you're probably right. I probably shouldn't be eating it. Oh, you bought a lot of X. Um, well, yeah, I did, but it's not just for me. And it's also for the next few days. And what flipping difference does it make? Another one. Another one. Have you had anything to eat today? No. Hmm. I mean, I've I've had a coffee. It was a, you know, I bought I bought a coffee, so it was like you know it had had calories in it and stuff. But I'm not eating today, so. So that's the that's the other child's fat shaming. And like I say, part of me is a little bit like, is that necessarily, does she know what she's doing? Is she going out of a way to do that? And like I said, I don't believe that it's all her own material. Um, But there is that part of me that loves it. So, you know. Oh, I've just realised that the computer has done that thing where it closes something that I need. Annoying. So, that's the week. Let's get into the good stuff. And as far as the good stuff's concerned, the good good, um, that's quite a bit. Um, now I'm trying to do two things at once, which is obviously great for podcasting. Um... TV-wise, now, we've got a couple of um, couple of TV-related things. One is TV, but I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to go through it. Um, I watched... I finished Season 3 of The League. Started on Season 4 of The League. I believe there's seven series. Um, what I will say is this. We have a challenge going in our house at the moment. The challenge is this. If you can name 
a bad episode of the league. You know, when you've got one of those programs, it's a long-running program, you've watched it for years, and then you're doing a rewatch, and you put it on, and you go, oh, man, I hate this episode. I challenge anybody to come to me and tell me a bad episode of the league. I will happily wait for you to do this. Bring it to me. And if I if I agree, I will happily hold my hands up and say, you know what? You're right. That episode is not good. It makes me laugh. Uh, I've started series four. Uh, possibly only two or three episodes in. Um, but still, at time of recording, there has not been a bad episode. And if you can say that you know of a TV show where four series in, you're like, nope, still hasn't been a bad episode. There we go. <coughs> I have watched something else. Not a movie, not a TV show. It was a stand-up special. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, you, you guessed it. I'm going to talk about what is apparently a really controversial stand-up special. When you get this, in three weeks' time, when you get this... It'll be old news. So that's where, that's the angle I'm coming at it from. So here we go. I watched Chris Rock's Selective Outrage. Now then, a few things about Chris Rock. I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know about Chris Rock. A few things about Chris Rock is, didn't stay up and watch it live because it was on at three o'clock in the morning and I had a lot of stuff to do on Sunday. I'd love to, but I didn't. There, there's that. Uh... The next thing, I'm going to hold my hands up and say this. I did not like, appreciate, enjoy, find it over, overly funny, Chris Rock's previous stand-up special. I felt that it was, it felt very much like somebody who's been out of the game for a long time and was trying to get back into the game, and it probably didn't require a stand-up special at that point in time. Um... Makes me feel one of the one of those things that it makes me go. I'm really glad that I didn't get to see him on that tour because I'd have been really disappointed. Um. However, over the years, I was a huge Chris Rock fan. That's no surprise because let's face it, a lot of people were big Chris Rock fans because Chris Rock was huge throughout the years. Obviously, he got out of the stand-up game and went into the film. Films, and that's fine. It's great. He was good in films. Um, one thing I do, I do remember is there was a point in time where I tried to go back and watch um, Chris Rock's stand-up specials, his previous ones, and found that they were quite dated. There was a lot of comedy in them that were very much of the time. So going back and watching them X number of years later, it's like, oh, that doesn't that doesn't work. There is a stand-up special of Joe Rogan's from years ago. I'll give you this. I'll give you this clue. Joe Rogan's got hair in it. There is a lot of that stand-up special that doesn't stand up today. Because times have changed, not because it was of its time, 
Just you can't say certain words now that are in that stand-up special. Um, if you go back and watch some of Eddie Murphy's stuff, again, it was of its time. You can't say certain words nowadays. You can't talk about certain subjects nowadays, especially if you've been arrested for those same subjects years later. So, what does that bring us to? Well, there's this big, there's the big controversy. Was he going to talk about the slap? Then, yes, yes, apparently in the stand-up special he's going to address the slap. Nearly a year to the day. Um, I, I started it the, the next morning. I started watching it while I was walking around the house. Because you can do that nowadays when with the with the wonderful technology we have. And I can say this. Right at the start, he said that he was setting out to not offend anyone. And honestly, <laughs> from my perspective anyway, I think he did quite a good job of not, potentially, of not overly offending anyone. I don't know if anybody was going to take that stand-up special and be like, this is the bit that offended me. Because I think he did a really good job of swerving and manoeuvring through subjects to end up with delivering the joke, the punchline, the end of the story, and, and people being able to say, yeah, I wasn't offended by that in the end. <sighs> Obviously, he, made, he does make you wait. Spoilers, he does make you wait. It's right at the end. He talks about the slap. I'm not going to spoil it. If you want to know, you'll have to watch it. Um... Something that I find interesting is there's been a lot of talk about this stand-up special. Oh, what did we think to the stand-up special? Leanne said to me, oh, I've heard that Chris Rock's stand-up special wasn't very good and it wasn't very funny. And I went, well, I've watched half of it and honestly, I've enjoyed it. I've laughed out loud. Certainly better than his last one. That's for sure. So I don't know what what where people are getting that from i don't know all the ins and outs and all the politics i know there's been a lot of shade being thrown in the direction of that stand-up special i'm not entirely sure i understand why i enjoyed it i laughed i thought it was funny honestly when i finished when it ended i nearly put it on again there was a part of me that felt like I wanted to absorb it again. I was a little bit like, hmm, yeah, I could watch that again. There's another part of me that thinks, yeah, if you don't watch it again soon, you might never watch it again. Um, <coughs> certainly not going on my list of top stand-up specials I've seen. It will go on my list of stand-up specials I have seen. Talking about things I've seen, let's talk some movies. And for what could be the first time ever? Could be the first time ever, maybe. I don't know. I don't even think it matters. I watched three films in the last week, and all three of them are new films to me. Let's talk about the film 13 Hours. I think it has a longer title. I think it's like 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Maybe. 
Up until the point I put it on, I never realised that it was a film that was made by Michael Bay. Michael Bay is... inconsistent, I would say. Because Michael Bay is the man that made Transformer movies. Man that makes Turtle movies. Michael Bay Baba Boom would would be the saying. However, Michael Bay make, made one of my favourite films. And you know what? I'm just going to leave that there. So, never realised that it was a Michael Bay film until just before I put it on and I went, oh, um, okay, that's not exactly what I was expecting. Um, I don't, I don't know what, should I, should I tell you what it's about without any spoilers? Um, I don't even, I don't, I might have to, let, let me see if I can get a, a synopsis that's not a spoiler. 13 hours. Yes, 13 hours, the secret soldiers of Benghazi. Uh, oh, I always trust IMDb. During an attack on a US compound in Libya, a security team struggles to make sense out of the chaos. Eee, I don't know. The tagline of the movie would appear to be, when everything went wrong, six men had the courage to do what was right. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, let's get to let's get to talking about this movie. This movie is based on a true story. Michael Bay has had um, some stuff that have said based on a true story. A particular film that says halfway through, two thirds of the way through. Let's not forget. This is based on a true story. <sighs> honestly, the only thing that I, I really have to say about this film is I honestly do not know why this film got made. There must be millions of true stories out there in the world that could have trumped this one to be made by anyone it started out fine it started out you know it's like oh there's like these these two american bases that are left in libya uh, and nobody knows that they're there and the cia are there but the cia don't have proper military because the the place where they are isn't deemed a threat so they've got mercenaries private contractors private security whatever you want to say people who used to be in the military who aren't anymore but get paid to do a very similar job so that's that i just towards the back end all i could think was why was this film made who was this for it's it's like it was made for the for the family and friends of the six guys that were there. 
<coughs> because it didn't feel like it was for general consumption. All the way through the film, they kept saying, we're not supposed to be here. All right. If you're not supposed to be there, how are we supposed to feel sorry for you? Because essentially, what you're saying is, you're in a country where you're not supposed to be, doing stuff you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah, that doesn't sound great to me. So how am I supposed to be like, oh, no, poor you. It sounds cold and it sounds callous because... It's, a, it's based on a true story, and people died. I get that. There is very much that aspect of, but if they weren't supposed to be there, and they weren't supposed to be doing what they were doing, then why? Now then, what's interesting is the film takes a little bit of a turn towards the back end. And the turn... The turn towards the back end is, oh, we need to make this film a lot worse than it was already. Right towards the back end, it goes downhill. Real fast. It's like somebody sucked all of the acting ability out of the film. It's the weirdest thing. It's like, this film was was borderline okay for a while we need to really change that right now so get rid of all acting ability <clears throat> get rid of any good writing any good dialogue and replace it with cheesy one-liners really kick this puppy up a notch my only thing by the end of that film was who was this film made for? It, 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 it just... It's a film that's been on my periphery for a while. And I was like, I've never got around to watching it because there was something about it that I was like, I don't know. And then recently I was like, hey, let's give it a whirl. Yeah, that's how that went. From watching that... To an actual masterpiece. Yes, everybody's been raving about it. I feel a bit like I'm jumping on the bandwagon here. It's won a lot of awards recently. I get that. Large reason why I watched it. I watched the film. Everything. Everywhere. All at once. Oh. My. Word. That film is is a piece of art. It is a masterpiece. It is so incredibly beautiful. It's so incredibly well-crafted. Well its cast is phenomenal, putting its cast in positions and roles that you wouldn't normally see them in. I think in a lot of ways, at that point, I'm just referring to Jamie Lee Curtis. It looks amazing. The style is amazing. The, the, the story, the message. There's a point where I was like, oh, this is getting way too confusing. And I already, I already knew that I was going to struggle because it was a multiverse movie. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be tough. 
and there was a point where it was tough and I was like I am about to lose the thread here and then the movie's going to stop having relevance to me and I'm going to struggle that didn't happen I locked in and I rode the wave to the end and it was a ride every single thing that has been said about this film is true it is amazing it's a it's just it's just a work of art it's phenomenal if you haven't seen it make it the number one film that you are going to watch next scrap anything else watch it it's, it's available on prime for free the best money you'll have ever spent right there honestly just just amazing a film that's got like a serious message but just adds just the right amount of humor mostly with sausage fingers um there was a point where there was a rock that had googly eyes and i was crying so unpack that one i don't want to say too much about it other than it is just it deserves every single award it gets and all the others as well awesome there's a girl in it and her costumes are just amazing there was a she was wearing a jacket at one point i was like oh my god that jacket's amazing I really wish I could get that jacket for one of my children. Right, I need help. There's a subject that's been going round and round and round. I still don't have an answer and I need someone to help me answer a question. I watched the film and I'm not proud about watching this film. Apart from the fact that when I watched it I went, huh. What is the subject of a movie that you look at and you go, it's Saturday night, I need to put a movie on, because I watch a movie on a Saturday night, so I need to put a movie on. But I don't want to have to think about it because I've had a shit day. And I don't want to have to concentrate on it too much because I've had a shit day. I literally, I want to sit down, I want to eat a cheap meal, I want to put a movie on that's just there... And it's just the right amount of entertaining for me to not be miserable. Now, in my world, it's an action movie. It's got to be an action movie. you got to have that, you know, you, you're just about drooling. <clears throat> the closest I've ever come to is the word schlock. And I borrow that from... Um, from somebody who's been on uh, on, a, on a few podcasts before. But I think I've added to it. I think I'm going with harmless schlock. Here we go. I'm going to tell you the film. I'll apologise. But hey. Where's the film Snake Eyes? Okay. We've all got over it. We've all absorbed that. Here's why. I'm flicking through. I think it was Amazon Prime. I'm flicking through Amazon Prime. And it was there. And I was like, do you know something? 
I know nothing about that film. I know it's like a G.I. Joe origin. And I remember it coming out. I remember it being released. And I heard nothing about it. I heard no good reviews. I heard no bad reviews. I heard no reviews. How is that possible in this day and age? How is it possible to hear no reviews about a movie? That's strange. So nowadays, Amazon have started doing that thing that Netflix do where they give you a little bit of a trailer. The trailer came on and I was like... I mean... I've seen the two other G.I. Joe movies. And you know something? I have seen them more than once. There, I said it. They're exactly the sort of thing I'm talking about. Fast and the Furious, any of the Fast and the Furious films, you put one of them on on a Saturday night, you are set. That's the sort of thing I'm talking about. So, Saturday night rolls around, and I'm like, I need a movie, and I need one fast. You know what, I'm just going to put Snake Eyes on, and if it's it's rubbish, I'll turn it off. How about that as an idea? I put it on. And I expected that by the time I'd finished eating, I'd be turning it off and going go and finding something else to do. I was surprised to say that wasn't what happened. So, here's how, here's how it breaks down. It wasn't the best film in the world. It wasn't the worst film in the world. In fact, I can say this. A while ago, I think I paid money to rent. The latest Mortal Kombat. I watched it. I got to the end. I went. That film was a real mix. Because. Some of it was okay. But some of it wasn't. There was quite a few dodgy lines here and there. There's quite a few points where you're like. "Eh, I don't know how I feel about this. But on the other hand. There was some stuff that you went. That's not actually that bad. Snake Eyes felt. Very much like Mortal Kombat. Because I watched it again recently and was like... I mean, yeah, they could have just taken a couple of lines out here and there. And it would have been infinitely better. Or at least somewhat better. Snake Eyes seemed to have already removed... The majority of the points where you would expect a terrible line to be. So what you're left with is just... Like, kind of like wholesome fun. It was, in almost always, the perfect Saturday night movie. It was schlock. It was harmless schlock. It was an action film. It had guns and fighting and magic powers. So sue me if that's the sort of thing I want to sit down and watch on a Saturday night. I don't know what to tell you. What I will say is this, can we all get our heads together and find the right term for this sort of film? Because it's starting to bother me now. Finally, on what is turning out to be quite a long podcast, 
Computer games. Um, probably comes as not a huge surprise that the only game I've been playing recently is Hogwarts Legacy. Um, what might come as a bit of a surprise is it's finally happened, ladies and gents. Um, the shine has gone. I was saying to Leanne this evening, I was like, the thing that annoys me about this game is that I think the people that made it probably worked on the principle that a lot of people weren't going to finish it. Because it's a big game. It's a huge game. There's a lot of um, lot of stuff to do. And for all of its massive plus points, I have officially found the um, the downside to this game. It's heavily front-loaded. There's a lot to do at the start. There's a lot to do in the first half of the game. There is a lot less to do past that point. So, not too much of a spoiler, but a lot of the teachers give you things to do. Go off and do this, come back and I'll give you something. So you do that through the first half of the game. Past that point, it never happens again. Once you've done all of that, it never happens again. There's a lot of things like... And admittedly, these are spoilers. If you haven't quite got to these bits yet, you might want to skip on. There are things like... Something both me and Leanne have spoken about is that... You don't get... Your spells don't get upgraded, even though enemies in the game get stronger and harder and tougher and whatever. There's a lot of, once you reach a certain point, there's no more progression. The majority of the items I pick up are worse than what I've got, things like that. I've got a ridiculous amount of money, nothing to spend on. Whereas at the start of the game, the you know, a quarter of the way through, halfway through, you're, you're literally scrabbling around for money. You're checking down the back of the sofa for money. There's a real disconnect between what I'm saying at the moment is the first half and the back half. The back half does feel quite empty to the point that I spend my time going around and finding stuff to do. Because I don't, I just don't want to blast through the main story and be done with it. Yes, there is an element that I just don't want to finish it just yet. But I do feel like this game was made for an audience that people, the people that made it knew weren't going to finish it. Which feels weird. It's like, hey, we know you're not going to finish this, so we're going to put everything at the start. So you rave about how, how great it is, and we get more sales off the back of that. Yet, realistically, we know that there's not that much at the back end. Is that is that a thing? Is that a business model? Um, that is it at the moment. I, there is a big part of me that wants to step away from Hogwarts to kind of... I feel like I need a sorbet, uh, a game sorbet. And obviously I've got two, three, four, five and beyond games that I could be playing at the moment. So there is a big part of me that wants to step away from it for a little bit. Um, so what I'll say is check in back next week and see uh, see what game I'm playing. Um, there we go. That's it. Turned out to be a long one. Who knew? 
I'll catch you next time. So there you go, what do you think of that? Another one done, another week gone, another week of listening to me droning on. Maybe you like that, maybe that's why you keep coming back. If you keep coming back, but you're not a subscriber, it's time to change that. Click that subscribe button. Click the like button. Leave us a review. Tell us how much you love this podcast. Give it five stars. Get this podcast shared around. You can check out our website. It's thecookiecast.com. There we've got some social media links and an email button, which means you can get in touch with us however you want to get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This has been another episode of CookieCast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe.